joined by uh, Ben from the Potions Cauldron. Thank you for joining us today, Ben. No problem. Thank you for having me. Uh, how was how everything going business-wise then for you during this period? Well, obviously, um, a real challenge. Our main business is our shop on the Shambles in York, which we had to close on uh, March 21st. Well, we made a decision to close just obviously before the lockdown uh, came in. And then we wholesale uh, to a lot of businesses such as Hamleys, Flamingo Lands, Centre Parks. And obviously, all of these businesses are closed and uh, many of them had to cancel big orders with us. So that's been a real struggle. But uh, we are still... Um, trading online so we, we only just opened our new website the potionscauldron.com uh, with our magical marketplace so we've really focused on that so um, we are still you know serving magic but it is yeah it's very diff- very different very difficult uh, as I'm, I'm sure any business listening to this w- would echo yeah it's a real challenge how long have you been up and running for now well we opened the shop on october 26 uh 2018 um, so that's when we opened the Potions Cauldron on the shambles. But really, everything only really started to happen for us um, last Easter when we launched our magical potions and started to wholesale. And then obviously since then, the the real feather in our cap is the fact that not only is, are, are the drinks available in York, uh, but also um, in Hamleys, which you know would be the most famous toy shop in the world. So that's very exciting for us. Yeah, because that, that happened not quite in terms of history that happened quite recently didn't it i bet that must have been a real a real sort of achievement for for you moving forward well yeah i think um when you when you launch a business um obviously they, they normally fall into into two categories really you know you either sell stuff made by other people or you make stuff for the people to sell and we're kind of doing both because you know we're, we're making stuff to sell in our own shop but at the same time uh, then having the wholesale business um, but for me, when you, when you think about famous brands, Hamleys is right up there and people know the brand across the world. So not only was it very exciting to see the drinks on sale there, but it opened so many more doors for us because, you know, if you're sending an email to a, a potential wholesale customer and you can start with, oh, you might have seen the drinks in Hamleys, it, it makes such a big difference. So, yeah, we were very proud, very excited. Uh, and obviously every day they're in Hamleys is a, is a huge coup for us. What what made you want to start the business in the first place? Where, let's go back to to that sort of point of of interest. Where is are you a big fan of the likes of Harry Potter and, and magic and things like that? Is that something that you've always been interested in? Not really. Um, obviously, I've seen the films and I've watched all the films again recently with uh, my little boy. But um, it was working with my business partner. Uh, Phil Pinder, who had a shop on the Shambles, and he was selling cufflinks. Um, there wasn't a, a huge, a huge growth in that market, um, and obviously, when people were coming down the Shambles, there already was some Harry Potter shops there. Uh, and we did something called the Wizard Bus Tour. We were doing like bus tours to go to Harry Potter filming locations in North Yorkshire, which includes like North Yorkshire Mills Railway. Uh, and I was just talking to him about what he's going to do with the shop and I said listen let's take it over and we didn't want to put another Harry Potter shop on the shambles but we wanted to put a shop on the shambles that Harry Potter might go into so you know we're very clear we are not you know officially associated with Warner Brothers we're not trying to you know impinge on that we just we're we're trying to sell magic really and you know to be fair wands and magic and wizards were were around long before you know J.K. Keller with her fantastic stories so tell us about the 
the magic potions then what what have we got to offer for magic potions what what's in these what what's the magic ingredient in as well actually if we can get that out of you <laughs> magic but no so basically yeah we opened the shop on october 26 uh, 2018 as a magical apothecary um selling magical drinks and magical products um and we launched with four drinks and basically we bought these from a drinks manufacturer and we put our own magical label on them like lion's roar elixir and um dragon's breath and Basically, they were they were standard drinks which just had cool labels and cool names, and we did pretty well with them. Um, but we realised that we were never gonna you know break through and sell them anywhere else unless we had a real X factor. So um, there are lots and lots of gins out there um, which have sort of like glittering yeah. and glittery drinks, glittery alcoholic drinks were very popular. But we realised that despite you know J two O doing like um, like a limited edition Christmas drink with glittering. There wasn't really a, a, a soft drink. Uh, and the reason being is um, it's quite easy to put glitter in alcoholic drinks, whereas the makeup of soft drinks, that are pasteurized, um, they're, they've got a, a very different formula, is really difficult. So we decided if we could do that, it really would separate our drinks. So what we did was spent an awful lot of money on research and development, working with a drinks company to find a way uh, to have the glitter in the drinks. And at the same time, you've got to have a reason to do it. So with our drinks, um, you know, because they are all magically themed, we've got Unicorn Essence, Basilic Blood, Tears of a Wizard, and Serpent's Venom. Um, the glitter sort of sits at the bottom of the drink, and then we have a magical spell where people spin the bottle to bring it to life, and then the drinks look very animated. In fact, they look a little bit like the opening titles to the Harry Potter movies, you know, when you see yeah. like, everywhere. So when people see them come to life and we, we do the spell in front of them in the shop, it creates a bit of magic, creates a bit of mystery, it creates experience retail, which is what everybody's looking for right now. And therefore, you know, they're, they're really popular. But strangely, uh, we always thought they'd be really popular with kids. Uh, we thought, you know, particularly um, girls who would like, like the unicorn essence, which is like a pink drink. Um, but our biggest market has been females, sort of 25 uh, to 40. And that might be because, you know, Harry Potter is 20 odd years old. They read it when they were younger. And they've also had an affection for, you know, magic and, and really have really taken to the drinks. And hence, whilst we, we set out to make a non-alcoholic drink, we do find that a lot of people are buying the drinks and mixing their own cocktails and, and making their own recipes from them. You've also just launched the uh, Butterbeer recently as well. How, how long has it taken to, to sort of replicate that? Well, basically, obviously, Butterbeer being, you know, a Warner Brothers product, but um, it's only really available if you go to Universal Studios or the Warner Brothers Studio Tours and they don't sell it as a product. Uh, so what we've made is actually butterscotch beer, which obviously is, is different and doesn't infringe on the Warner Brothers rights. And there is a manufacturer out there called Flying Cauldron who make butterscotch beer. And, um, for example, Hamleys and different shops were importing it from the U.S., but it's very difficult because... Um, there was issues um, with supply and getting it through into the country. So we realized that we wanted to make a, a British version and also a low-sugar British version that's only got, you know, like 60-odd calories in. Um, and also we wanted it to have a very specific taste, you know. Um, we wanted ours to – it looks like, like a golden liquid, so it looks quite magical. Um, so we thought there was a gap in the market for a British-made drink. Um, again, a lot of research, a lot of money went into it. And we launched it a couple of weeks ago online. We were hoping, obviously, to have a big launch in the shop. 
um, but we did it online and actually worked with MuggleNet on it and sort of gave away 250 bottles, did a half-price offer. Uh, it's exciting, but we can't wait to get back in the shop so, you know, more people can, can try the drink. You mentioned about doing research and things like that. How much research have you had to do to sort of, obviously, as well as the butter beer, just, just the putting out the drinks as other drinks as well and, and things like that? How, how difficult is that? Um, it's difficult because I'm not a drinks manufacturer. My business partner isn't. We just know the products we want to make, so we have to rely on working with experts to, to make it happen. Um, there's obviously tasting involved. There is trade-offs because... You know, you've got to look at sugar content. All of our drinks are very low sugar, which is important to us. Um, you've got to find the right look for the drink. So a lot of research goes into the bottle that you're going to use. But is that bottle going to be readily available? How much is that bottle? We always go uh, with glass bottles because we want them to be environmentally friendly and reused. For example, a lot of people reuse our potions bottles and, and turn them into lava lamps and, and all sorts of you know, amazing stuff. But then also as well, you know, it's the look of it. It's working with designers to make sure, yes, you've got a cool drink, but does it does the brand look right? And, you know, the Potions Cauldron magical brand really sells them as well. So there's a lot of elements. The one thing I would say is I know why people don't make soft drinks. It's not easy. It's very expensive at the research stage. And, and there's a lot of barriers to entry because, you know, you can go in a supermarket and you might see... They'll be doing a deal on, you know, a bottle of Coke or a bottle of Lucozade. Uh, you know, it might be 50p. It, it costs us more than that just to make our drinks, never mind to actually transport them, package them, and then have them being sold where we're making money and the, the retailers as well. So, yeah, it's a very competitive market, uh, hence why I think we had to have that edge of, of the magic because ours is never going to be a cheap option, but hopefully it's going to be a magical option. And obviously, being based on the shambles, how how important do you think that is for for the shop and the brand? I really important for the brand because obviously every label says um, the potions cauldron shambles York. So, you know, even in Hamleys, you know, people know um, York. They know the shambles. It's one of the most famous streets in the world. So it's nice that the brand has some heritage and comes from somewhere. It does. It doesn't just, you know, it doesn't just come out of a a nameless factory now admittedly we're not making the drinks on the shambles um but that is the heritage of the brand and we were worried because obviously once you start wholesaling would you know for example north yorkshire mills railway or flamingo land or york maze anywhere that sells the drinks be happy that they have the shambles on but i think what's important is it's a bit like harrogate spring water they're buying into the heritage and the location so you know people like the fact that it comes from york and you know the brand is based on the shambles now, sort of moving into other areas of the podcast now, because a little birdie tells me that you're a bit of a fussy eater. Is that correct? Because <laughs> um, we've got a bit of a segment about your your perfect sort of meal, you, the pl- and places that you like to go out to eat. How how are you uh, going out for a meal with with your family? Um, I'm. I, I'm quite, I mean, basically, I like any meat, and I like any potato, and I like sauce on it. So, you know, I have this argument with my wife all the time because she's vegetarian, so I argue there is always more on the menu I can eat than you, yet somehow I get billed as the fussy eater. Um, but, yeah, I, I am a pain. Um, so, But, again, I, I like all the American stuff, so if I'm eating in York, I, I really like uh, fancy Hank's, 
that's one of my favourites. Um, we love Panda Mami because my wife can go and be exotic, but I can still have chicken nuggets. So, yeah. I, I can't lie to you. I always check the menu beforehand. Um, and there's always an option on there. I just have to ask for stuff to be taken off. Are you a, are you a sauce man? Do you like sauce? Yeah, I'm bad. Um, I mean, I had... She gave me peri-peri chicken wings last night because we were trying to recreate Nando's. And I still had tomato sauce, even though, you know, there's peri-peri sauce on them. So, yeah really really bad and what about um the likes of baked beans people people have a have a thing for baked beans don't they some people love them all over it or they have or they like to separate no, the no, toast no. and everything like that away from it uh, there's got to be separation obviously you can't merge beans and ketchup that would be the talk of a madman and, and i do have baked beans but i don't chew them i just like swallow them down whole I couldn't tell you what a baked bean tastes like. Oh, what? <laughs> so your so your insides. If they ever did an X-ray on you, they'd be like a, you'd be like the inside of a tin of baked beans. Yeah, my my wife says that you know um, I'm I'm not going to last long in this world. Um, but I count them as one of my five a day. So I'm not good with fruit and veg or salad or anything. So you know, baked beans is about as as exotic as it gets, really. <laughs> And obviously, because we're because we're based in York as well, York York's so just full of of amazing restaurants and places to to just wind down and and such. Where you you mentioned Fancy Hanks, what is there any anywhere else in York that you uh, that you really enjoy going to? I like to pretend to be posh, so we go to the Ivy because I do love the shepherd's pie, um, and they serve chips, so you can have potato potato, uh, which is fantastic. So I like pretending to be posh. Um, at the Ivy, um, I, I really like uh, Bill's just around the corner from the Ivy. We, we go in there a lot because they sell little Cumberland sausages. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, like I say, um, obviously I've, I have a few jobs, including the Potions Cauldron and, and working at Minster FM and also being Yorkstown Cry. I go and support a lot of the businesses. So, you know, we try and, if we're eating out, we try and spread it around a bit and make sure that we're going to as many places as possible. Being at Minster as well, do you, do you find that it, it's you've been quite blessed in terms of obviously being able to support a lot of local businesses as well as food and drink as well? Yeah, I mean, obviously that, that's our role. Um, obviously we are a commercial radio station, so we have commercial partners we work with. Um, but if York and North Yorkshire thrives, then we thrive. So whether we have you know a commercial relationship with a business or not, if there's a business opening or they've got some exciting news or they're launching something new... Um, we want to be there, we want to support, and, it, and it's the same. In, that's really why I took on the role you know, as the town crier as well, because quite literally, it's about making noise about brilliant things that are happening. And moving back to the Potions Cauldron, then what, what have you got planned for... I mean, obviously, we're in, we're in a bit of a sticky situation at the moment, but what have you got planned for the sort of next 12 months or so? Um, I can tell you we have got an offer in on some more premises. That's all I can say. Um, so we have plans to expand the brand. And, you know, ideally we want to have sort of 10 venues within the next five years all selling the magical drinks. And I suppose the reason we also developed the butterscotch beer is because um, it's uh, a slightly cheaper drink to produce and slightly cheaper drink to sell. So our plans are, are that that would be more mainstream. So obviously we would love to, you know, have the butterscotch beer, um, the Spellbound butterscotch beer in supermarkets. So that's also something that, you know, we're hoping to do 
if we can within the next year. And is there uh, any plan for sort of uh, maybe uh, opening up your own sort of bar? Would you would you ever contemplate that? Well, I, I can't tell you what the offer is we have in, on premises, um, so I can't expand at all on that. Uh, I would say, obviously, we are licensed on the Shambles, so uh, we have a secret potion room, so people who buy one of our magical cocktails, they can already enjoy them in our back room, so um, we wouldn't view it as a bar, um, but we, you know, we do have a seating area. Um, but I, I would say that our future plans, we don't want to just replicate what we're doing on the shambles again and again and again. So we do have, you know, ideas on, on how we can have different venues, but still have the drinks as, you know, the main focus. That's amazing. It should, do you know when you're going to have sort of confirmation on your plans? Not really. Um, obviously everything is, is on hold, um, you know, it's, it's very difficult at the moment to, to get anything agreed, but um, we would like to have our next venue, I suppose, up and running, um, if not by Christmas, then early in 2021. But it will depend how quickly everything gets back to normal. Obviously, the social distancing that's going to be in place, we don't know how that's going to affect York or affect the shambles or affect our business. So um, it really is, you know, wait and see at the moment. Um, and there's no, yeah, so there's no, you don't, in terms of obviously the shops and and obviously because the sham there was a talk of the shambles maybe reopening with a, a one one route sort of system is it just a case of hoping for the best and just being reopened for yourselves as a business as soon as possible no i don't think we're going to open as soon as possible because um um there's there's a lot to consider like you say um there's been ideas perhaps about the shambles maybe being one way and a confidence charter in york um because it will be interesting you know People will return to shopping very soon, but will people return to days out? And, you know, will visitors return to York? Um, how practical will it be, bearing in mind how small the shops are, um, to actually um, to have people visiting us and in a very narrow area? So I think we have to wait for the government guidance before we know when and when we can really reopen. And just finally then, just, just to remind people, if they're wanting to find more of your products where can they find them at the moment the potions cauldron.com is the place to go and have a look we've got our magical marketplace uh we've just launched some amazing new potion cauldron candles uh, obviously all the potions are on there the spellbound is on there uh, and basically all of our magical products so yeah they're delivered by broomstick courier direct to your door uh very safely i also noticed some eggs on the instagram yet earlier what what tell us about those Dragon egg bath bombs, yes. Um, sadly, we do steal the eggs of dragons from their nests and people then put them in their baths and they explode and give you the most relaxing bath ever. Sounds perfect for this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, Ben. Absolute pleasure. Well, thank you for having us on and good luck. Thank you very much. Yeah. 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 Yeah.